podcasting from Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Startup Foco Podcast, Episode 3. I'm your host, Vanessa Pagan, gearing up for the 2018 Techstars Startup Week Fort Collins. In this pre-event episode, we have eight guests who range from founders and food communities of Fort Collins, across the gamut from human resources to catsup. Let's get to the interviews. I'm on the line with Shelley Polanski, who is the VP of Marketing and Outreach for the Better Business Bureau serving Northern Colorado and Wyoming. Hi, Shelley. Hi. You've got a session coming up on Thursday, March 1st at 1.30 p.m., and it's called The Five Gestures of Trust, Building a Consumer-Centric Business. Can you tell us a little bit about what you hope attendees get out of your session? Yeah. Well, really, from BBB's perspective, we know that customer experience with a business can really make or break a company. And since 2015, the BBB has been doing market research to identify really what it means to be a contemporary better business and how companies can use core values to strengthen relationships with their customers and their prospects. And so our session during Fort Collins Startup Week will identify and share the results of this market research and what those five gestures of trust are and how entrepreneurs really at any stage of their business creation can apply those principles to make sure that they're building their foundation of their company built on trust, ethics, and integrity. That's great. On a larger scale for the entire Fort Collins Startup Week event in general, there's going to be like 130 sessions. What would you hope someone attending and taking a part of the week, what do you hope they get from it? Yeah, I think there's several things attendees can get. Um, We're thrilled to be a sponsor for the third year in a row, and we have sent several of our staff members to the past three years' startup events. And I think there's always a takeaway someone can, can get from the event. And like you said, there's over 130 different sessions. And I think in looking at the lineup, there's something that could benefit everybody, depending whatever stage of their entrepreneurial vision they're at. So whether or not maybe they're still at that idea concept phase, there are sessions where people can go to learn more about how to maybe move that from concept phase to actually creating a business plan and look for investors or financing to help them bring their concept to life. I think there's um, sessions on the lineup for, you know, marketing and messaging and storytelling. So if you're at that stage in your company where maybe you're trying to acquire more market share, making sure you're attending those sessions to get ideas on the newest and latest trends um, of all of those topics. So, you know, from our perspective, the BBB's mission of advancing marketplace trust, we're happy to see the wide variety of topics and classes and seminars that businesses or those interested in starting a business can attend. That's great. And Shelley, from your personal experience in working with the BBB, what would you share as a lesson learned that our audience can take away? Yeah, I think um, in any type of, of situation like a startup week, when you're going to the sessions, first of all, I think it's important that you identify narrow down maybe your focus and identify your top three goals for attending those sessions and then following those sessions, making sure that you're putting action plans to life. I think from BBB's perspective, you know, we're a 100-year-old brand and our mission is to advance marketplace trust. We feel that what we stand for is really that foundation for building a company from the ground up, doing the right thing, using standards that make sense to both the business 
business perspective and to their consumers. So, you know, what we try to encourage and we will be encouraging during Startup Week is that businesses can adopt the BBB standards for trust, which are eight simple principles and really set the standard of how to conduct business ethically and honestly. So from our perspective, we encourage, like I said, use that framework as they're creating their company because um, that'll only set themselves um, apart from their competitors and really set the stage to help them be a long-term successful um, business built on ethics, trust, honesty, and, and integrity. That was a great answer. Thank you so much. So since you serve the larger Northern Colorado and Wyoming areas, could you share a little bit about what your vision of the future looks like? Yeah, of business in general. Well, BBB, you know, our office is honored to serve the community of Fort Collins, first of all, with the Startup Week. And with the Fort Collins business community is definitely vibrant and we're growing. And I think there's, when we talk to businesses in the area, there's pain points with that growth. One be making sure that we have a workforce that's ready to fulfill or fill the jobs that are open with the business community here. So, you know, our vision for the communities that we serve, including Fort Collins, from our mission perspective is that we're all working towards being better businesses for their stakeholders, their employees, their customers, and that the vision, long-term vision is that we increase trust in the marketplace. There is a recent study done by the Edelman Trust Barometer that was just released for 2018 and really identified that consumer trust in business and all industries across the board is is really at an all-time low. So I would hope that... uh, um, the business community with our help and other organizations helps out there that we are able to increase trust in the marketplace between that buyer and the seller. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That was a great answer, Shelley. Are you going to be at any particular, um, what are the evening mixers or luncheon events? Yeah. Um, we'll definitely be okay. at the VIP session and um, our speaking session. And I believe there's going to be the lightning pitch session on Friday. So, um, and we will have several of our staff members networking and attending a lot of the sessions. So, uh, we encourage anyone in coming to look out for us. We'll have a name tag on that will clearly identify who we're with. And um, please introduce yourself to our staff. We'd love to get to know you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has been great, Shelley. I will see you face-to-face during Fort Collins Startup Week. On the line with me is Nikki Lurcher with Tina Todd of Simply HR, which is simplyhrpartners.com, is on two sessions during the Fort Collins Startup Week this year. The first is on Monday, February 26th at 3 p.m. Crazy shh, employees do and what you can do about it. And on Tuesday, February 27th at noon is 1099 Workers, How to Minimize Your Risk and Save Money in the Long Run. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Tina. Hello, Vanessa. Thank you for the nice intro. Absolutely. So you have two sessions about HR-related activities that sound entertaining and engaging. What would you say is <laughs> your goal of for having the attendees come to your sessions? What do you hope they get out of it? Yeah, great question. So I think first and foremost, I hope their cheeks are sore from laughing so much. <laughs> Um, because we really want to make, you know, obviously our crazy people do, our employees do. We're going to have a lot of uh, interesting scenarios, um, but we also want people to walk away with some knowledge about what they can do as employers. And then obviously for our 1099, that's really talking about contractor versus employees. So 
We really want and hope that people walk away with an understanding of, you know, how we, if we add workers to our business, how that impacts our business operations, how we um, perform, and how we attract those individuals. So really excited, and I hope people walk away with some really good information, but then also some really good laughs uh, along the way, too. Wonderful, because, you know, a lot of people don't know the difference between what it means, like the, the classification of a contractor versus an employee. So I'm glad you're going to be shedding some light on that. Yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> Tina, what would you hope someone attending Startup Week gets? So there's going to be 130 sessions, 100 speakers contributing in workshops and presentations during the week. What do you hope someone gets out of attending uh, Startup Week in general? Right. So um, hopefully we'll have many attendees taking advantage of all of the awesome resources that are occurring that week. Um, I really hope that especially new entrepreneurs are inspired to take action and just get started on their ideas and plans even if they don't feel like they're 100% ready or prepared yet, um, I think that if business owners were to wait until they're completely ready, we'd, we'd never get our projects off the ground. So hopefully, um, by attending, they'll feel empowered and engaged and inspired and should launch their concepts before somebody else does it and passes them by. Nikki, could you share with us one of your top lessons learned from your experience? Yeah, uh, you know, there are so many lessons learned, obviously, as an entrepreneur or business owner. Um, but I think probably my biggest lesson has been to ask questions. So when I first started my business, you know, I was really asking a lot of questions, was trying to gobble up as much information as I possibly could. And then there was this point of time where I felt like, okay, I've got this, you know, I, I know how to do marketing now, sort of, kind of-ish. Um, and I stopped asking those questions. Um, so I think my biggest lesson learned now has been just to continue to ask questions, to continue to reach out, um, even if you think it's a silly question or a dumb question, although people always say there's never a dumb question, right? So just making sure to keep asking those questions because that's how we innovate and we create new ideas and we expand and our business can grow. Um, so that's probably my biggest lesson learned Wonderful. <laughs> so far. Tina, what would you share as a, a lesson learned? I guess as an entrepreneur and a business owner, I've learned through the process of starting our business, well, it is to take partners. It's full of so many ridiculously smart and innovative people and our community is so supportive of each other. I would recommend any new business owner to find partners who are supportive and enthusiastic. And I think both of them should hopefully find success in the relationship. I want to ask my next question about what do you see as the future for Fort Collins? What would your vision look like? First, if I'm actually like visualizing it, like flying cars is definitely there. <laughs> but of course, I have no means of uh, designing or uh, putting together a flying car. Maybe somebody at the week, that's part of their business plan. I got my fingers crossed. There. But all, in all seriousness, you know, in Fort Collins, we have such a great community of small business owners and also a great community of individuals that are helping those organizations and our businesses grow and thrive. So really my vision for Fort Collins is to see that that community just expand 
expand. Um, and obviously our small business community has more of us out there, more small business owners, but then also those resources like the Small Business Development Center and the Larimer Workforce Center, you know, really having their input and their guidance on how we as business owners thrive. I think that's all included in my flying cars vision. <laughs> Your flying car vision is not far away. You know, Elon Musk just put a car in space. So there is literally mm-hmm. a car flying around orbiting Earth right now. <laughs> right. My husband's like, did you see the space man? Yes. Have you been watching it? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's totally my vision. <laughs> Tina, as a entrepreneur in Fort Collins, can you share a little bit about the vision that you have for the future of the city in NOCO? Sure. Um, obviously, Fort Collins is growing, growing pretty dramatically. So I hope that as we grow in numbers, Fort Collins still continues to be a really collaborative and supportive community for businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, we have so much to offer as a small, sort of eclectic and innovative community. Um, Through events like this, I really think we can maintain those common ties and that common vision to hopefully keep that small town feel while um, really pushing the invention and the innovation out of of the individuals who are here. Nikki, of all the people that you have come across in Fort Collins, is there anyone that you would like to recognize for their hard work in making this community wonderful? Oh, man, that is like the hardest question, Vanessa, because I feel like there's just so many people. So instead of like an individual, I think I would probably want to shout out to a collective of people. Yeah. And that's to everybody that is the behind the house, the wheels of the operation for things like Startup Week and all of the wonderful meetup groups that are out there, the networking, the training, the presentations. You know, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, I know, that goes into organizing all of these events to help our community and our small business community connect and thrive. And so I think I would want to say a million thank yous to all the individuals that have a hand in that and help in those ways. Awesome. That's a wonderful shout out. Tina, if there was someone that you could recognize for their hard work in the community, who would you like to say hello to? Sure. Um, so we haven't worked with him directly, but in speaking with, I, I swear, almost every business owner, entrepreneur, um, everyone in the city seems to be very inspired by McCabe Callahan of Community Funded. Um, he's clearly a strong and consistent thread throughout the community and has a huge impact on Northern Colorado, as well as now communities all across the U.S. So it's really an inspiration and hopefully we can help recognize him um, every now and then if he doesn't get it enough from the communities he's working with across the country. It's cool that he's from here and is doing so much. You've answered all of our questions for this short interview. I feel like I know you now. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you, Vanessa. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hi, Chef Kent. Thanks for being on the line with me. Hello. Hi, Vanessa. You are a top caterer for the Fort Collins community in northern Colorado, and I wanted to ask you your involvement with Startup Week this year. Chef Kent, what do you hope attendees get out of coming to Startup Week this year? I hope they get a great perspective of all the amazing businesses that exist and products that Fort Collins produces here that are actually making an impact on a global level. 
We work with a lot of the great local ranches and farms and also the, the great producers of product. And in many realms, Fort Collins is leading the way just because of its ingenious creativity that exists in this magical place right now. And I'm hoping that they are able to share and meet and also get excited themselves about becoming involved. That's great. There is a wonderful food track for Startup Week this year. I am glad that there is more interest and support around building up the food ecosystem in town. Chef Kent, can you share with us a little bit about, actually, could you share one piece of like a, a lesson learned that you think attendees would benefit knowing from, from your experience and your history? From last year, we had just started as a new business and then we were showcased at Startup Week and it has perpetuated uh, the growth of my company exponentially. The, the contacts that I made uh, have turned into friendships, and those friendships have uh, assisted me and allowed me to continue to grow. And I, I could have never, I could have never done that on my own. Uh, Startup Week was a big. I'm so glad you could share that because yours is a story of one that has come to Startup Week and was able to flourish. And if you could tell us the name of your company or how we could uh, find you, it's uh, Z Catering Staffing and Events, and we've done just a lot of um, grassroots marketing and referrals. And now we're getting to a stage where we're working with um, virility marketing and ability to, and then also uh, Lushu Media. We're going to film pretty soon. Um, we are going to be, if you look up uh, Z Catering Staffing and Events, and our website is zevents.co is our website. But um, you can also follow me personally on Facebook at L, as in the letter L in Lima, and then Kent, K-E-N-T, and Cottle, C-O-T-T-L-E, or on the Instagram at C Chef Kent. Um, and we, we get a lot of track in that way. Um, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll be shooting a reality TV show pretty soon. So you'll be able to see us that That's way. That's awesome. Too. I mean, I know I love looking at pictures of food on Instagram. So thank you for letting me know how to find what you're putting out there. Thank you. And uh, we're, we're just really excited about what we do. And we try to stay cutting edge. And we do uh, farm to fork all the way to molecular gastronomy. So uh, we love to take great food and serve it as it is. We take the hard work, the, the local farmers and ranchers of what they do. And then we also take that and reconstruct and deconstruct food and, and create it in ingenious ways, working closely with uh, them and and also with uh, the brewers, the distillers, that, the hemp company, we work with them on the chef for them as well. It's just fantastic. And then the NOCO itself and then the food cluster here in the city, it's just realities for children. There's just so many great uh, businesses and and groups up here that we, we're so happy to be a part of and support. That's wonderful. I'm really glad that you can share with us the success that you've had on the journey. Um, can you share a little bit about what you hope your vision is for the future of this area? We get to interact with so many people from the musicians to painters, the sculptors, to the tech group, to the biosciences, to the university, to the nonprofits, to the, the, the ranches and farms. We, we see great things for this area and especially Fort Collins. What's happening right now, I really think Fort Collins is going to be recognized as 
a leading city in the world with its change and its motivation to to help people and to think of themselves happy encourage people to think of themselves not just locally but globally and i see a, a greater stronger community coming and, and startup week is a great catalyst for that and a, a great place for for people to come together awesome meet. chef kent you did great this was a wonderful interview okay thank you vanessa bye On the line with me today is Sari Kimball, who is the founder of Cultivate Consulting. And she has a speaking session on Tuesday, February 27th at 10 a.m. called Start or Grow a Profitable Food Business. She's also a moderator for several of our food sessions during Startup Week. And I want to say hello and welcome to Sari. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. Sari, what would you hope someone gets out of attending your session on starting or growing a profitable food business? Well, I think they can get a lot out of it. Um, I've done sessions in the past that are just about like, so you want to start a food business that are really general, but we're going to get into more specifics about what actually makes a great business model and a successful business model. Because I'm finding in my uh, in my work that I do with food businesses is that uh, they're not asking the right questions. They, they're just so passionate, which I love them for their passion uh, to share their food with the world. But it's an expensive hobby. And so I really hope that, that these food businesses and people in attendance can ask themselves some really tough questions. And we'll get pretty specific on what is it that makes for a successful food business so that uh, they, they understand maybe the challenges ahead and, and can decide if that's something that they're up for or, or do they want to just stay where they're at and, and have it be a hopefully a break-even hobby. Um, it's a competitive world in food business landscape. So I really hope people come away with a, a greater sense of, of whether they want to continue and, and excitement and inspiration to, to go forward. Awesome. And this year at FOCO's uh, Startup Week, I'm noticing that there is a lot of, on the food track and you're moderating four four panels during the week. Yes, I am. So that's in collaboration with uh, the Northern Colorado Food Cluster. So I work with them as well, in addition to my own food consulting business. So um, we've put together, we've kind of headed up the food track this year. And so putting together some other great sessions, everything from like Culinary 101 to taking some of the the people in in Fort Collins that are just the best at what they do, whether it's coffee or um, being a chef in a restaurant or chocolate, um, cottage food, just these people who are really passionate and are taking their craft to a whole new level. Um, We're also doing an awesome session called Women Who Brew, um, taking uh, women uh, brewers, so everything from beer to uh, cider, distilleries, coffee, um, kombucha, and talking uh, with these women who are kind of trailblazers in this industry um, as women, because uh, we don't typically see women in, in those areas. So kind of talking about their story, how they got started, and, and stealing some lessons from uh, away from them. also have a future of food uh, trends and landscape. So this is really about like it's not just about um, what kind of food is coming into your living room or your kitchen, um, but it's about what are some of the opportunities, where are we seeing uh, food and technology uh, joining up, and where, where are some opportunities to really take a hold of um, doing other kinds of businesses in, in the food world. Um, 
So everything from cloud kitchens to solving the delivery issue, um, as well as those kind of just general food trends that we're seeing. Awesome. And could you share with us, what would you, what would you, what could you share with us that would be one of your top lessons learned from your experience? Well, I definitely thought about this a lot. And I ultimately, it's that we can't go it alone. We just, as, a, as an entrepreneur in whatever you're doing, whatever field you're in, you need a strong network of people around you and you need um, you know not just not just the close people that are maybe your advisors or partners but you need a really broad network to be successful and so I hope that that's what uh, for Collins startup week helps provide um, my role I consider myself a connector I'm always uh, working with clients and saying like how can we get you hooked up with each other and with the right people that you need um, so that you can kind of get outside of your little bubble and um, have opportunities to, to grow bigger and, and really uh, be successful as a startup. That's great. And could you share with us, what is your vision for the future of what Fort Collins looks like? Well, I'll just look at it through the lens of, of food. Um, I mean, I actually have grown up in Fort Collins, so I've been here a long time. I've seen a lot of change. I left, came back. Um, so I have, you know, wonderful visions for, for Fort Collins. But as far as the food system goes, I see that we have a really um, great opportunity to really latch on and become uh, an even more vibrant local food economy. Um, but they were, they we're also utilizing the amazing local inputs that are around us. We're very fortunate to have so much agriculture um, and growing in our area. And I don't know that we're always taking advantage of that. So it's really combining both the, the makers and the growers and that we're supporting that local food system as a whole. Sari, if there was someone you could recognize or a group of people you could recognize for their hard work in making Fort Collins a great place, who would that be? Well, I do want to recognize, if I can, um, recognize the, the growers and the makers. Like I said, we have a wonderful, vibrant agriculture um, economy out there. We have people, you know, growing growing our, our fruits and vegetables, as well as raising our meats and eggs and and then we have people who are just making amazing products out there and really trying to um, further local food and craft food. So I just want to recognize all those people that are getting up every day and taking care of the, the chickens and uh, making <laughs> making the food products that we love. Excellent. We're good. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. On the line right now, we have Shane Anderson of Colorado Cats Up. Hi, Shane. Hi there. You have a session Friday, March 2nd at 2 p.m., Future Trends in Food Industry. Can you talk a little bit about what you hope attendees get out of coming to your session? Yeah, so a great question. So one of the things I hope, um, having been a person that sat in on a similar panel to this last year during this time, is that when people arrive, what I think when I reflect back of what I got out of it last year is that, you know, there's a lot going on out there. Obviously, with the acquisition of what Amazon did with Whole Foods, there's a, they saw a great need for value there. And I think what a lot of people are looking for right now is that niche, something new, something different. I mean, even in, if you look at our business as far as the cats up goes, and I just talked a little bit about that spelling and how what's old is new again, I think people are searching for that. And so when they sit on this food panel, what I really hope people understand about it is that there's a lot of technology that you need to implement, I think, today to survive, you know, especially if you're going to take on big corporate conglomerates like um, in our case, you know, Heinz and you, 
you know, obviously you can't compete at that level, but how can you implement yourself as a small business by utilizing a lot and other aspects out there to follow those trends and, and find success? That brings me to my next question. So this year at Fort Collins Startup Week, there's a really great food track um, with lots of different um, speakers and workshops related to the food ecosystem that's here in town. What would you hope someone gets out of coming to Startup Week in general? In general, if I just looked at the overall scope, um, I think Fort Collins has done a great job as far as like offering a lot of a la carte about any topic you want, really, as far as like whether you're going there to learn about uh, VC or you're going there to uh, learn about some different consulting or terminology or, or food. I think they've done a great job as offering all of that. Um, I, I guess I just all question people. That it still gets back to have a plan, obviously, but I'm a firm believer in like something that Mike Tyson said years ago is that everybody has a plan until they get in the ring and they get punched in the face. And in business, you will get punched in the face. And if you're so stringent on your plan that you're not – you don't have the ability to pivot a little bit off of what maybe you thought you were going to do, then I don't think you can survive. So I think when they go to startup week, be good, be great, go ahead, engage, consume, but also it can be overwhelming because like if you don't apply some of that action or just take a few takeaways of how it's going to work in your business and what you want, I think you'll soon find yourself in this stage of where you're just kind of complacent. Like you don't know what to do next because you're like, oh, I went and I consumed all this information that was awesome. It's there. It's available. Um, but you've got to, I think you got to get back to the whole thing is that it's action. You know, you still got to go out and apply it. And so um, I would always say, go there, find the things that you want, you really want out of that week that you feel like could benefit for your business and go there and no questions a dumb question, be open, ask questions, engage, but then, you know, take away a few, a few goals, I would say, you know, like don't make yourself 10 goals of everything you want to do, because I've found a lot of people that make 10 goals, they only still accomplish two or three. So it's like, make yourself two or three goals, and then go out and conquer, you know, go out and apply those to your business off of what you learned from different sessions you might have sat on. That's awesome. I love the boxing reference because um, I don't know if you've met Joe Buckner. He's the founder of Beautifully Savage Boxing Studio in town. He has a lot of the boxing metaphors for life. And we all plan. And then yeah. we get punched in the face. And it's like, okay, it's real now. <laughs> let's, let's keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah no, it, it, no, it's totally true. I, I, you know, I see it and it doesn't matter if it's like a food related business or just business in general. What I see a lot of people do is that they keep, they're always planning, they're planning, they're planning, they're planning. But it's like, at some point you still got to move off of that and go, you got to go implement now. And it's like, you got to be in action. You got to be in motion. And it's like, um, it, it's easy to get caught up. I think when you're a small business and you see somebody out there and you're like, Oh, I can do better than that. Well, maybe you could. But guess what? You still got to give them respect because they're out there doing it and you're not right now. So it's like you've got to get out there and you still got to implement. So I'm, like, I'm never saying don't have a plan, but I'm saying, you know, be, be flexible with that plan, you know, because you might learn things from startup week that you never knew existed that might help needle a little faster for your business. That is a wonderful piece of advice for everyone listening, because the plan isn't the end goal. It's just... 
It's like the prelude to your masterpiece. It's just, it's how you're just setting, it's just setting the tone for what's going to come. Absolutely. Shane, if you could tell us a little bit about what you hope the future of Fort Collins look like, what would you share as your vision? Oh man, it's, I have a big one. You know, we, my partner and I, Matt Parker, who's in this uh, catch up game with me now is, you know, we always sit back because we both work in a food manufacturing facility, a very large facility. That's how we met each other. Um, that's how we found out our aspirations and our passion for sauces in general, especially barbecue sauce. Um, and, and we sit back and as you venture through starting a food business, it can be, there's a lot of times that you'll come across and you're like, my gosh, like I wish there was a resource that would have told me this or that or you know, everything you do is kind of on your own to some degree, and you get a lot of mixed messages when you're trying to start it. And so there's a lot of points along the railroad track where you're like, oh, I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off. Like, and, but we just, you just got to stay on the train. You got to ride it to the end of the line. And so what, I, what we sit back a lot of times and say when we look at our business and how it, we've transpired over this last nine, ten months um, from basically no product this time last year to being in four or five restaurants and you know, having gone through a couple of farmers market sessions now, summers and winter, and we sit back and we say, man, if there was just one resource, if like you could really merge this good facility, this great facility, something like what we have where we work for this big manufacturer, but in like kind of a micro scale for all these food producers, because I know there's options. You got commissary kitchens, like what we operate out of, and then you've got co-packager facilities, um, but there's a reluctance I see on some people's part to give up some of that control in their product when they want to go that route. So it's like you can merge those two ideas in this quasi micro factory that kind of was a one-stop shop in a way where you got consulting for that was specific to food related business of how to navigate, you know, the state laws and regulations and how to, you know, apply uh, whether it's social media or, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Um, and then also like your resources, because what we found a lot of times too, when we're trying to source bottles or, or even just raw materials, like there's so many moving parts and you can find that a lot of this consumes a lot of your time. Right. And so it's like, if you had something that was like supportive of Fort Collins, now that's a huge undertaking, obviously, but in overhead, but I see what some of these smaller producing food outfits like myself, we're all out there kind of renting kitchen space. And some of it at very high, at very high uh, dollar amounts, I would say, if you could kind of combine everybody into this one facility, this one-stop shop, and it was like uh, a platform that was driven off of technology too, where it was easy to schedule time and things of that nature, I think that would just like spur it that much more, especially awareness. Like a lot of this is about awareness that these products are even being made in your community because we got some people out there with great passion in this community. I mean, that was a big reason we – uh, decided to go ahead and collaborate on our relish recently. You know, with, we knew that we could make relish. There was no doubt in our minds, but it was like, well, we got another co- company that's basically at the same stage as we're at that has started up. And why don't we partner with her? She makes a great relish. It's one way to kind of share our crowd with her crowd and, and pair our products together. And And so it's like, I think that's a big part because we're all trying to fight for the same thing, right? And it's like, uh, why not do it together? And, and I think that Fort Collins is doing a pretty good job of that. Like everybody's pretty open um, as far as working together, but I think there's just other aspects that are missing where you, 
you kind of just share a little bit tribal knowledge in some aspects, like you're sharing a little bit what you learned with the next person, but it's like, man, if this was all just kind of encompassed in one thing, it might make us easier and get us back to doing what we want to do best. And that's actually making our products and getting them out there on the shelves and in front of people. This was great, Shane. Okay. Thank you so much for this time. Really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Kurt Bear is the founder of Loco Think Tank. Kurt, thank you so much for joining on the line. What do you hope people get from attending Startup Week? That's a uh, robust question. Um, There's so many things to get from it, ranging from connections to topical expertise. Starting a business is a very complicated thing with uh, a lot more things I didn't know than I realized when I first started trying. Connecting with people that have been there, done that some is uh, probably the biggest thing that I think is a value here. Awesome. And what about your session? What do you hope people will get out of attending your session? Um, I'm a big advocate for peer advisory. um, And whether that's structured lightly like our think tanks are, or whether there's a lot of structure to it, or if it's totally self-managed, I think that uh, we're going to provide some tools for the people that may not be ready to to have a membership in Loco, but to uh, attach themselves to other people of influence in their lives to try to create kind of this uh, this peer advisory, recurring accountability place that you can trust people element. We're going to provide a few tools to do that and some of the things that we've learned um, in the years that we've been running Loco that work well in terms of both selecting who should be in a group as well as uh, kind of learning how to process through questions in a way that is more than just a gab session. Gotcha. So if I were, if you were to break it down for us, a peer review group is? You know, peer advisory is basically finding a group of people that will act as your board of directors and for whom you'll also act as a, as a board type role. It's the sharing of things that you've learned. It's the accountability that comes oftentimes in a small business only with trusted peers. The small business owner is often on an island. And so peer advisory allows people to find that kind of trusted connection where an an awareness of what's going on in my business without having like a formal board of directors because most small businesses are too small to really afford the expense and the organization of of a significant board function in their lives. Great. And if you had some advice for someone who was attending Startup Week for the first time, what would you tell them? Uh, Reserve a lot of hours. Uh, and and go to as many sessions as makes sense for you. I attended for the first time last year and set aside what I thought was quite a few hours. But then as I started seeing some of the other sessions and and meeting some of the other people, I I was wishing that I would have set aside more time. I would say make Startup Week a big part of what you do that week, regardless of, uh, of how many, you know, you can bump some of the other projects and whatnot a little bit if you can, so that you can uh, make sure you don't miss anything that you should have had because there's a lot of content jammed into one week. And if you only hit 10 hours or six hours, you're going to miss a lot of what creates the overall value add. Great. Kurt, could you share with us a little bit about the vision that you see for the future of Fort Collins? You know, I think Fort Collins continues to be a choice city nationally and make a lot of lists because it's being introspective about what are we trying to create. Um, A lot of times cities are so focused on just growing, you know, growing the employment base, growing the industry out there, attracting new businesses to it. But Fort Collins is really being thoughtful about who are those next industry sectors that are going to be beneficial, you know, add a lot of value to mankind. How do we get from where we are from a cost of living versus income standpoint to uh, something that's easier maybe for people to enter the marketplace, attracting those people in terms of 
like city management and uh, self-investment through the uh, CSU and, and bringing some of that research into commercialization, I, I think uh, that's only going to grow. It is a great way to kind of help higher education become relevant and valuable faster than it might have in uh, times of yore. And so I'm excited about, uh, you know, the CSU ventures and the Innosphere and those kinds of things. And I think because of those kind of things, the people that have the great ideas and, and have to a certain extent, probably lesser, the people that have some capital to try to put into those great ideas, will continue to kind of move toward Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, Northern Colorado to try to effectuate those ideas. That's great. And if you could give recognition to someone who's doing great things in the Fort Collins area, who would you give a shout out to? Elizabeth Moser and Ben Moser deserve a, a shared shout out. Elizabeth has local food distribution and has served on the food cluster board and different things. And her business really has empowered a lot of small manufacturing businesses and things like that to, to be able to ex- exist and scale without having to figure out how to distribute their product by themselves, which is always a stumbling block. And uh, Ben with the Lyric Cinema Cafe, you know, continues to speak into the intersection of culture and economy, if you will, and, and how to uh, to make this a livable city for the artists, community, and, and bringing, you know, really that true independent theater to a small town like Fort Collins is an impressive task. So those two are really uh, continue to make impact beyond their years. That's great. Thanks so much for sharing. All right, Kurt, have a good day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. On the line with me today is Carl Deershaw, who is the small fish business coaching owner, and he is part of Mentor Monday for Fort Collins Startup Week. Hi, Carl. Hey, Vanessa. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So you are on the Monday, February 26th session at 1.30 called Value of Mentoring and Being Mentored. I'm really glad that there is a day to to do mentoring for startup attendees. But what would you say is your hope of what attendees would get out of it going to a mentoring session or learning about mentorship? Thanks for asking. The, I've done the mentoring thing for a few years now, and I find it just really interesting because a lot of the people that I talk to kind of figure that they struggle to get out there and be vulnerable with other folks because you're supposed to have your act all together and figure it out and you're feeling just a little bit snowed under by all of this stuff flying around that you maybe understand and maybe don't. But, you know, to, to open up in front of other people and say, I haven't got it all figured out yet can be really tough. And that's where this one-on-one kind of conversation can be very valuable. It's what I do with my coaching, and this kind of mentoring session is quite similar. You know, it's a place where you can open up and say, "Let's let's struggle through this. Let's let's puzzle through. Try to figure something out. Whether it's what am I going to do with government compliance, or um, hiring my first employee, or um, oh my God, I I think I." just had one of my suppliers cave on me. You know, there are all kinds of things like that. And so this is just very simple. It's a, an opportunity for one-on-one conversation with somebody who's going to take you seriously and listen, and let's see if we can figure something out. That's great. So often when you're building a startup or you're an entrepreneur and you have an idea, you have that sense of isolation and loneliness. Yeah. And reaching out to a mentor and having someone to talk to it can remove the bottlenecks that you're seeing. 
Yeah, you know, the, the way I describe it is that you can't talk to your boss because you're your own boss and boss doesn't listen to you. Uh, <laughs> you can't talk to your employees because you're supposed to be the ones with the answer. And you can't talk to your spouse because you don't want him or her worrying about, oh, my God, is this whole thing just uh, going to fail on me. And you don't want to worry them with business concerns on top of family relationships. Where do you turn? And very often where you turn is a best friend, a mentor, a coach, uh, somebody who will listen and take you seriously and not beat you up for all of the stuff that you haven't figured out yet. Not that most people do that, actually. I think people could be a lot more vulnerable than they typically are, but I understand. You know, it's hard to get up there in front of a bunch of people and admit that you haven't got it all figured out mm, yet. But we really like to see that honesty and authenticity. It's hard. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's what makes us relate to other people is by being honest about where we're at. Yeah, but, you know, when you're up there asking for half a million dollars... <laughs> then maybe that's not the time that you want to say, oh, maybe there's I'm... a different way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl, we've talked about mentoring and the value of mentorship. What do you hope attendees get out of participating this year? Well, you know, I have found this to be such a valuable thing because people make connections with others. Often you're getting new ideas and new approaches. But heck, if all you come away with is 10 other names of people who uh, share some common concerns and have some um, experience that you don't have and stuff like that, that's fabulous. Uh, and, of course, there's all the, the learning sessions, and so that's a great place to get some new ideas, to validate things that you're testing in your own business, and that's great. But it tends to overload you a bit. There are so many sessions, and they're such high quality that um, it's really hard to remember what you attended two days ago, much less last week. You know, you, you want to capture as much of that as you can. But for me, it's been primarily about uh, building relationships and building inspiration. You know, you, um, like you said, um, entrepreneurship can be a very lonely journey sometimes. And so to be able to get re-inspired to say, yes, I, I can really do this and I've got some new ideas and I'm going to explore and, and make it happen and I, I've got my energy back again. That's a tremendous thing for going off and doing a week of something like this. That's great. And could you share with us, Carl, something that you consider one of your personal lessons learned from your career? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm 62, so I've had a bit of a career. When I reflect back on what the big learnings were, it's really about the importance of the people that I have had a chance to work with over many years. The projects come and go, the work tasks, businesses come and go and get acquired, and there's all kinds of stuff like that. But what really is enduring is who is it that you have a relationship with, who have you helped along the way, and who has helped you, and how have you been able to show gratitude for that? For me, that even gets kind of to the purpose of life a bit. Let, let's hope that what your legacy is is how many people that you positively affected while you were here for the, the few short years that you were able to be on this planet. That's a bit philosophical, but that's, that's kind of what I bring away from it. That's great because it leads me to my next question. What do you hope is the future for Fort Collins? In general, my, my hope is just that this is, continues as a vibrant 
community, uh, one where people are a bit more creative and inspirational than average. You know, we all have our concerns and the sense of community that we have something we're sharing together and it matters. It's not just a place we happen to live, but it's something that has a life of its own and we care about it. We we want to make that better. That's kind of what um, I want uh, Fort Collins to continue to be. I think it does a, a pretty reasonable job at that right now. But as we grow... Wonderful. And if you could recognize someone for their hard work and effort that they've put into the Fort Collins community, who would you want to recognize? So many people that are unknown. You know, I've I've had some wonderful people I've worked with over the years. A person that comes to mind who is very timely, Doug Cannon, uh, I've worked with him for a couple of years now, and he's fighting some really severe medical issues right now, and I'm going to miss him after he's gone and be keeping him in mind during startup week because that's important to me to remember that people do have important things that they're giving to the community um, in big and small ways. And, you know, we're all going to have to give that up at some time and move on to whatever comes after life. New Tech and Launch NoCo, just an amazing group of people. Wonderful. Thank you for actually bringing the larger philosophical reasons about why we are who we are, not just in a sense of a startup or my great big idea, but who we are as human beings and the impact that we can have in our world. Yeah, I mean, we have to remember that uh, we are humans on a human journey, and it's not just about doing a job and amassing amount of money and things like that. It's, no, are are we building something that's going to be enduring? Are we going to build something that benefits humanity? Thank you. All right, Carl, I will be in touch with you by email, and I hope to see you face-to-face Mentor Monday. All right. You take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Startup FOCO podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, check out startupfoco.com. 2018 Fort Collins Startup Week is February 23rd to March 2nd. Sign up for our newsletter and join us for our next podcast episode when we talk, do the work.